0: And then I want to get into this hearing today over uh, the coronavirus, the Democrats, the media. Then we will swing back into the, the coup d'etat that took place in this country and really is still taking place. Uh, I received a very brief call today, more of a social call than anything else, nothing substantive discussed by General Michael Flynn. And he wanted me to tell this audience in particular you, Levinites, thank you. Thank you. He said, you folks in this audience, when I asked you to support his effort so he could defend himself, General Flynn said made a huge difference in the life of his family and, of course, his own life. And he didn't elaborate But you said it was absolutely, absolutely important and crucial. And I want to thank you, too. I have the most patriotic, intelligent audience of any audience, really. People who are concerned, people who are engaged. And this is why I am blessed every day to be here with you. And you decide whether I'm here or not, whether it's AMFM radio, satellite radio, podcast radio, Levin TV, Fox, you decide. And we know that people in the Obama administration pushed for, and at least one did in fact, unmask illegally, in fact a felony, the name of an American citizen, specifically Michael Flynn to David Ignatius, a left-wing columnist at the Washington Post, who was picked up during a a wiretap of the then Russian ambassador to the United States, Kislyak. And this sort of thing happens all the time, and you're not supposed to leak the person's name. That's why it's a felony. So Flynn was targeted. He was targeted by Obama. I'll get into more of this later. And I'm not going to tolerate any more of this idea that Obama's above the fray and poor Obama didn't know anything. Baloney. Obama has a very sickening habit of destroying people. Whether it was his Senate opponent in Illinois, where they went after the sealed divorce records of the candidate. And that candidate was leading Obama. And then Obama would eventually win with 70% of the vote and other sleaze activity by Obama, And his supporters. That's the nature of the hard left. That's the nature of Obama. And more on that later. We're also going to discuss a $3 trillion bill that Nancy Pelosi wrote in her office that is 1,850 pages long. That has not yet been made available. I can't find it. She's now ordered members to come back on Friday so they can vote. And she calls this the HEROES Act. The HEROES will be the individuals who vote against this. She wrote it. No committee, no hearings, no input from you, the American people, through your representatives. No involvement. She's a fascist. And so she calls back the House for the purpose of voting. And not a single media outlet Single newsroom has focused on her unconstitutional activity. Not one. Not one. We've spent two point two trillion, half a trillion, over four trillion in loans. I mean I'm losing count of this stuff. And it's made virtually no difference at all. And she wants to pay, she says, the rent, the utilities, the mortgages, the salaries. She wants a trillion dollars for the states and cities, which, of course, they'll use to pay down debt they created long before this virus. And it goes on and on and on. But again, we'll talk about that a little bit later. I want to focus on Dr. Fauci and his testimony today. And I want to focus on say today and this word, testing. Testing. The media keeps focusing on testing. We got to have tests. I want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that Dr. Anthony Fauci has been the director of the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases for 36 years. 36 years. The early testing failures were said to be that of the Center for Disease Control, CDC. CDC. Dr. Fauci could have easily banged the pots and pans and set off the alarms about the ineffective or defective testing that we had in place should there be a pandemic. He did no such thing. In fact, on three separate occasions at the end of January, and we've played all of them, whether on Newsmax or CNBC or the Castameters podcast, Fauci downplayed this virus and compared it in more ways than one to a bad flu. And told the American people they don't have anything to fear. Don't worry. And of course the media regurgitated what Fauci said. Whether it's the New York Times, the Washington Post, or CBS, or ABC, or NBC. All of them. And multiple times. And Newsbusters has that montage if you wish to look at their, at their website. Testing, we're told, is critical. And yet, those authorities that have been in place for decades and decades, the scientists, the public health professionals, the doctors, got it wrong. Very badly wrong. At the same time, Dr. Fauci was getting it wrong, and the CDC was getting it wrong, and the others were getting it badly wrong wrong. Mitt Romney was demanding witnesses in the Senate impeachment trial. As did every single Democrat in the Senate, celebrated and supported by every single Democrat, but one in the House. As well as every single Democrat dressed up as a journalist on virtually every newsroom in the country. While the virus was making its way into the United States. So the CDC did not have an effective test. Dr. Fauci was telling the American people, don't sweat it, it's like the flu. The Democrats in the House and the Senate, led by Schumer and Pelosi, among others, were telling us to focus on John Bolton, among others. If we wanted to defend our Constitution, of course. And today we have a hearing, a hearing, and four individuals who serve in the top public health positions in the country, four of them, testified, not in person, but from various locations around Washington, D.C. But I want to focus on Dr. Fauci. I don't know how Dr. Fauci does it. The man's about 80 years old. There's only 24 hours in the day, seven days a week. And the man is in the media more more than anybody I've ever seen. More than Lindsey Graham. More than Michael Avenatti. Considering all the data that comes in from all over the world, let alone within the United States. All the models that have been so wrong all these months. And all the information that a scientist, a doctor, and a public health professional needs to take into consideration. How is it that Dr. Fauci has so much time? I wish I had Dr. Fauci on now. I interviewed him early on. As I look back at this, I really do. And Dr. Fauci insists he's just following the science and giving his advice. And the media insists that we all follow Dr. Fauci, despite his horrific record over the last three or four months. There are other experts out there with resumes deeper than Dr. Fauci's who haven't worked in one place for 36 years, but have worked in many places with many expertises and many backgrounds, whether it's the group in Stanford, whether it's the doctors in Oxford, the doctors at Yale, the doctors at the Rockefeller College, a research college, and on and on and on. I've presented many of them to you. They don't think Dr. Fauci's right at all. They don't think he's following the science. But the Democrats and the media do not care. Now, what is it that Dr. Fauci wants? Dr. Fauci says... His concern is, quote, that we have a quick opening, unquote, and a recurrence of the virus in a way that kills many people. And yet there are scientists, medical experts throughout the country with significant experience and background in this field who say, if we do have a recurrence, it's thanks to Fauci. It's thanks to Fauci and his his early decisions and advice to the president. Sending children and college students home to their parents and grandparents, exactly the wrong thing to do. Having children and college students around each other. Because the 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 likelihood that they would die from this virus is almost... Almost, not exactly, is likely getting hit with lightning. And so the virus doesn't have a chance to work through the bodies of those who can, at least based on the data and the science, handle it, certainly handle it much better,
1: and kill it.
0: That hasn't happened. So the old and the sick will still be vulnerable. And so when you begin to open up the economy, those people, younger people, healthy people, who didn't get the virus, many are likely to get the virus. And then when they go home to their parents and their grandparents, and then when they interact with the elderly and so forth, then you're going to see an increase in deaths. Specifically because of the mitigation and quarantine procedures urged even to this day by Dr. Anthony Fauci. Typically what you do is you quarantine the elderly and you quarantine the sick to protect them. You don't quarantine everybody. Now our economy is being destroyed. It is being destroyed and the Democrats are gleeful. Oh, they have a $3 trillion bill this time, and a $2.2 trillion bill before, and a half a trillion dollar bill before that, and a $380 billion bill before that. They got all kinds of trillions that they're going to print and push into the economy. They're going to kill this economy. They're going to destroy this country. But for them, it's okay. Because the more you kill this economy, the more you destroy this country, as you see The less adherence there is to our Constitution. It's not even in the conversation. The Bill of Rights. What Bill of Rights? We're trying to save your lives. Follow the science. Follow the science. I can't think of a better phrase for any dictator in the world. Can you, Mr. Reducer? Follow the science. I'm telling you what the science is. Follow it. Do what I tell you. The science says you don't get to pray on Sundays together. The science says we're going to shut our gun stores. The science says I can decide who and what is essential and who and what is not. And I want to discuss that a few more steps down the road here. Essential and non essential I'm following the science, ladies and gentlemen. Does the virus say it will not kill or make sick essential people? Only non-essential people? So only non-essential people should stay home? So only non-essential people shouldn't work? What about the essential people? Shouldn't they stop working too? Don't we need to protect them? Aren't many of the essential people over 60, over 65, some over 70? What about those essential people? What about their lives and their well-being? Essential people like cops and the military and emergency personnel. Essential people like doctors and nurses and technicians. Essential people like the truck drivers and the people who put our groceries on our shelves. And the farmers and the ranchers. Or the people who are developing treatments and vaccines, we hope. Or the people running assembly lines for masks and ventilators. Those are essential people. They're only working because they're essential, but what about their lives? Dr. Fauci, that's okay? Just the science now. He says I'm not talking about the economy. Okay, I'm just talking about his science. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days... I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand and absolutely free of charge, Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinfrahillsdale.com, L E V I N FRAHILSDEL.com. Now let's follow Dr. Fauci's logic and the logic of the reprobates in the media and the Kill America Democrat Party. What if I were to tell you that in the 1860s, the census said there were 31 million Americans in this country, a little over, about 31.5. There were 700,000 casualties in the Civil War, 700,000. Now, the science would tell us, don't fight the Civil War, right? Because if you take that number today, 310 million, that's actually more, but let's take it, that would be 7 million casualties to equate the population in 1860 to the population today. 7 million casualties, deaths. Was it worth fighting the Civil War? I would ask the public health officials and the scientists and the medical profession, was it worth fighting the Civil War to end slavery and keep the Union? I think many of us would say yes. But what would the science tell us? You see, Dr. Fout, just the science, just the medical profession, just the public health officials, what would they tell us? I don't know. I want to pursue this when I come back, because I know the left will twist it, because they're really quite stupid. I'll be right back. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand and absolutely free of charge, Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can too. With Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to LevinFrahillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N ForHillsdale.com. Plastic Conservative Fire, The Mark Levin Show. Call in now at
2: 877-381-3811.
0: All right, let's get back to this. If we view everything through the eyes of science, and medicine, and public health, we'd still have slavery. Because obviously, if you're going to have 700,000 casualties in a population of 31.4 million people, the science and medicine and public health would tell you, don't do it. And yet, I think 99.999% of us believe the Civil War was a righteous war. It freed the slaves and it retained the Union. How about the Revolutionary War? What would the scientists and the doctors and the public health professionals tell us about that? Well, Mark, in anticipation of leftists, that was different. That was a cause. Here we're just talking about staying at home. No, we're not just talking about staying at home, we're talking about destroying our way of life, destroying our economy. Destroying businesses. Destroying jobs. Destroying families. God knows the casualties. The casualties as a result of the Fauci plan. And he doesn't even address it. He talks about the economic collapse as inconvenient. That's pretty damn cold hearted. What I see is the ingenuity of the American people, which is at the heart of this country, at the heart of our society, at the heart of our culture, the ingenuity of the American people because of their freedom is smothered as tens of millions of our fellow citizens are under house arrest, effectively, through quasi-martial law by various governors. Our Bill of Rights has been severely damaged. The Constitution generally has been severely damaged. State constitutions, these governors act like they don't even exist. You know, when I hear that Los Angeles is going to have a lockdown another three months, and I hear about California and so forth, I say to myself, isn't there enough time for these legislatures to vote now, Mr. Beducer? it 's one thing at the opening at the beginning of a of an emergency, and people aren 't sure what 's going on and there 's panic and a pandemic and so forth but isn 't it amazing these governors answer to nobody absolutely nobody The state legislatures, except for a few brave state legislatures suing their governor they 're not even consulted. The governor makes decisions the governor doesn 't seek legislation, and they 're getting their marching orders from Nancy Pelosi who refuses to convene the House of Representatives except after she writes a 1,850-page, $3 trillion bill, calls in her flunkies to vote. No constitutional process is complied with, no hearings, no committees, no input from we the people, no representation for we the people. And yet they claim to do this for we the people. How many more examples of totalitarianism and tyranny do we need throughout human history to see that Nancy Pelosi is a fascist? That's right, I said it. And Mr. Fauci, excuse me, Dr. Fauci, you sound like one too, quite frankly. And here's the thing about his science. It's not settled. There are experts throughout this country, prominent experts, who vehemently disagree with Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci doesn't consult them. Dr. Fauci doesn't listen to them. He doesn't even take into consideration what they have to say. So certain is he and a handful of bureaucrats that all this genius, all this experience is rejected out of hand. It's not even entertained by Dr. Fauci, the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases. When you've been director of something for 36 years, you're a pretty damn good bureaucrat. You know how to hold on, don't you? This isn't personal with me. I am disgusted. Disgusted. And Dr. Fauci talks about a second wave. You see, Dr. Fauci can't lose, he can't lose. Heads he wins, tails we lose. Because he knows it's impossible for people to voluntarily starve to death. He knows it's impossible for people to voluntarily go bankrupt. He knows it's impossible for people to voluntarily become unemployed. It's irrational. Our brains don't function that way. We're not self-destructive, at least the vast majority of us. We're not going to throw our families and our children and our grandchildren into poverty because Dr. Fauci says, stay at home. And yet he says, if you don't do what I say, there'll be a second round of this virus. There may well be a second round of this virus. I don't know. It's because of what you did say. According to brilliant experts and scientists and medical professionals who strongly disagree with you, Dr. Fauci. And who never get an opportunity to testify before Congress because Congress either isn't meeting or they don't call them. And it's as if they don't exist on CNN and MSNBC. It's as if they don't exist in the New York Times and the Washington Post unless these other voices are trashed and attacked for daring to have a different opinion than Dr. Fauci. I want to get back to this essential, non-essential question. If the science is, as Dr. Fauci says, why does it matter if you're essential or not essential, Mr. Producer? It shouldn't matter. A human being is a human being, right? Aren't we all equal? Don't we all have a right to life? Just because the government... Prints on our forehead, essential or non-essential. Doesn't mean we cease to be human beings. This virus doesn't make a distinction between essential and non-essential. These categories that the science applies to each and every one of us. Oh, you do hair for a living? Oh, okay, well, you're non-essential. Oh, you're a government bureaucrat? You're essential. You're essential. Oh, you drive a truck and bring us food? Okay, you're essential. Interesting, isn't it? The virus will kill essential, quote-unquote, people as quickly as it will kill non-essential people, quote-unquote. People working at Costco are essential. The people working at a small department store are not essential. Well, where does that come from? I don't know. But if we just follow the science, and we follow it to its logical, you know, extreme... Nobody should be working, pretty much, or very few people should be working, and yet Dr. Fauci likes to eat, so do I, a lot. Dr. Fauci likes to drink, okay, clean water, so do I. Dr. Fauci likes to have electricity when he hits the switch or he needs air conditioning or heating, so do I. Dr. Fauci likes to have clothing, so do I, so do you. Dr. Fauci has a family. He wants to make sure they can eat and that they can take care of themselves. Oh, absolutely. Well, so does everybody else. And they don't have the benefit of having 36 years in the government. Who does Dr. Fauci think is making these testing systems? It's not the CDC and it's not the National Institute of Allergies and Infectious Diseases. If it was, we'd all be dead. They failed us. Early on, they failed the president early on. Meanwhile, the answer for the left is more government, more incompetence, more know-nothings. See, it's impossible for Dr. Fauci or any doctor, fill in the blank, to know everything about this complex disease, enormously complicated, and its effects on every category of human being, on every part of the country, and so forth and so on. And so you take your best information, you make your best decisions. But then don't hold yourself out as the number one expert in the country. And And he's very squirrely. When he's challenged by Rand Paul and others about this, I never did. I never did. And yet when he talks, there's a level of sanctimony and intolerance. He says, look, I'm not the expert on the economy. Okay, should... Should sports be opened up? Absolutely not. Should schools be opened up? Absolutely not. Should this be opened up? That can, this can't, that can. What about the economy? It's inconvenient, I understand, I'm sorry. Of course he's making decisions about everything, or he wants to influence everything. Why do you think the Democrats have hanged their hat on Fauci? Because they're power hungry. The Democrat Party has always been power hungry. And in many respects, it's been evil, very, very evil, whether it's slavery or segregation. The Republican Party has never stood for slavery or segregation, whether it's Jim Crow or literacy tests or poll taxes. Democrat Party, Republican Party has never stood for these things. Democratic Socialism, Republican Party has never stood for Democratic Socialism. It's the Democrat Party. That is a party of hate, a party of poverty, a party of corruption. And I've got a lot of problems with the Republican Party. But as a matter of fundamental principles, the Democrat Party has been way outside the norm of this country. Well, Mark, it did this. I didn't say it didn't do some good things under some good people. I said its very existence was to promote slavery. That's its early origin. I think it's important that we have a comprehensive look at this. Follow the science. Okay. I'll follow the science of Dr. Cat. Ka- no, 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 not that science. How about the group at Stanford? There's a smart bit. No, 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 not that science. How about the uh, retired expert from uh, Rockefeller College? No, not him. Oxford? not not that. Columbia? No, no. Dr. Fauci. Follow his science. I'll be right back.
2: Mark in.
0: If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home. On demand and absolutely free of charge, Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. I'll tell you what, if the government sector was more affected by all this through heavy furloughs, you'd see a very different reaction from our government scientists. I'll give you an example. I'm not proposing this, by the way. I'm just going to give you an example. The fastest way to open our schools, you start furloughing teachers. Furlough teachers. Now, most contracts don't permit it. Maybe some do. But if you want to see calls for opening our schools... That's how that will happen. So when you have certain parts of our society that are literally immune from this basic house arrest mentality, they don't have a problem with it. People are going to get paid, not all, but too many people are going to get paid, going to have their pensions, going to have their medical care. But unfortunately, when you're in the private sector and you're running a restaurant or you're running a hair salon or a nail salon or on and on and on, you have a franchise like a Subway's or a McDonald's, it doesn't work that way. You're out, you're out. You're out, you're out. And so you can see at least two divides within our economy. Those who receive government stipends or government salaries and those who don't. And those who don't are raising their voices and protesting because their lives are being destroyed. Follow the science, Dr. Fauci. Follow the science. Now, Dr. Fauci, he doesn't wear a mask. I haven't seen the guy wear a mask yet. They keep talking about the president, these nimrods in the media. And how come you don't wear a mask? He's the president, you idiot. Now, I don't see Dr. Fauci wearing masks, wearing gloves. Does anybody else? The only thing he's hunkering down is in front of TV cameras. But no, we're not going to criticize Dr. Fauci. No, no. Follow the science. I am. I'm trying to follow. not, Not that science. The other science, you idiot. Oh. Saving money has never been more important. But what more can you do to add money to your budget? How about refinance your mortgage? That can do a hell of a lot. It's a viable solution. That may save you up to $1,000 a month. That's right, $1,000 a month. Now, here's how it works. You call an American financing mortgage consultant for a free mortgage review. No obligation or upfront fees. No pressure. Just a simple, calm conversation around which a loan program may be a better fit for you. Now, because rates have never been this low, and they won't be this low again, not any time in the near future, chances are you can benefit. Now, it could mean a lower monthly payment and tens of thousands of dollars in long-term savings. So don't put this off any longer. Make the 10-minute call to American Financing Now and see how much you can save. You can even be able to postpone two mortgage payments. 888-900-1828. That's their number. Here we go again. 888-900-1828. Or you can apply online. At net, American Financing, NMLS 182334, org. Uh-huh. I've given you a lot to think about, but I think it's all very, very important. Why did the Senate hold a hearing today? What was accomplished in the hearing today? What did we, the American people, learn from this hearing today? Lamar Alexander and the Democrats... All they did was attack the president. Can you think of a public official, an elected public official, who's done more for this country, not just generally, but in the last several months to address this, than the president of the United States? Done more to get the testing updated and upgraded because of the CDC and the NIAID, Dr. Fauci's organization, failed us? Can you think of a president who's done more to back up failed state governments, Democrats for the most part in New York, New Jersey, California, Illinois, Michigan, providing them with basics like masks and gloves, ventilators, even beds if they need them. These are the responsibility of the states, not the president. Can you think of more boneheaded moves than that of Andrew Cuomo of putting people with Corona positive tests in the nursing homes same with the idiot in New Jersey and the idiot in California I'll be right back
1: from the Westwood One podcast network He's here He's here, He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, the judge in the uh, Flynn case, Emmett Sullivan... Uh, has postponed a decision, I guess. Although I don't know what the hell the problem is on the, uh, on the decision of the Department of Justice to drop the charges against... and to drop the case against uh, Michael Flynn. Uh, if the judges of a mind to take some kind of an unprecedented action to reject or question the position of the Department of Justice. The Department of Justice is not required to prosecute it, period. And he can't order it to do so either. If he does, then he should be impeached. The executive branch doesn't have to tolerate a rogue federal judge either. It's an equal branch. Now, there was a lot of real demagoguery on display at this hearing today. It was really disgusting, whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders or Patty Murray and on and on and on. But I, wanna, I want you to listen to Mitt Romney on Capitol Hill today. I want the people of Utah in particular to listen to this man. Mitt Romney has contributed nothing during the course of the last several months. In fact, Mitt Romney joined the Democrats in distracting the American people in Washington from what was taking place in China And what eventually came to be the Wuhan China virus here in the United States. Compare him to, say, Tom Cotton, who at the very same time where Mitt Romney was demanding more witnesses, and John Bolton among others, and voted for it, and voted for one count of impeachment against the President of the United States to remove him from office. The only senator to vote to remove a president of his own party from office in the history of the country. for which he was celebrated by the Washington Post, by CNN, and he did, he did interviews. He taped interviews prior to his, his vote. Mitt Romney wanted John Bolton. He wanted witnesses at the time when this virus was breaking out and at the time when the President of the United States put out an order preventing immigrants, visitors, travel to and from communist China. Because he didn't know, and they didn't know the extent of this, so he immediately put the brakes on it, very, very wisely. Eventually, the European Union, the same thing. Mitt Romney wouldn't have had the guts to do any of this stuff. Mitt Romney's playing politics all the time. Mitt Romney's playing to the press all the time. So let's listen to this. Cut four, go. Go.
3: Uh, Admiral Girouard, I'm going to take off where uh, Senator Hassan uh, uh, spoke. Uh, I understand that politicians are going to frame data in a way that's most positive politically. Uh, of course, I don't expect that from admirals. But yesterday you celebrated that we had done more tests and more tests per capita, even than South Korea. But you ignored the fact that they accomplished theirs at the beginning of the outbreak while we treaded
2: water during February and March. Uh, and-
0: right, whoa, 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 whoa. We treaded water? We tread water? That's not my point. Tell me, ladies and gentlemen, did the private sector, our labs, our pharmaceutical companies, were they treading water during February and March? Were GM and Ford, when they were retooling to build ventilators, were they treading water during February and March? You see, this is the the benefit of being a senator. You have no executive responsibilities whatsoever, none. And you can pontificate and spin and lie to your heart's desire. Particularly when you're targeting the very people for whom this responsibility rests. This is a pandemic, and by its very nature, it is overwhelming. It devours societies. You can be better prepared rather than not prepared, but you can never be fully prepared. And so it is crass politics for Romney, who's been AWOL, to then point to this admiral and talk about, well, South Korea had tests early on. You want to know why South Korea had tests early on, Mr. Producer? Because after the SARS flu, South Korea had prepared. Better, not perfectly, better for the next pandemic. Well, what Romney doesn't mention is that the Obama administration didn't prepare at all. Mr. Fauci, the CDC and its tests, they weren't in place. They learned nothing from the SARS contagion. So if Romney really wants to be serious and he doesn't, go back even further. They had tests, and yet in 60 days' time, in 60 days' time under this president, his working with the private sector, his working with GM and Ford and pharmaceutical companies and labs, coordination like we've never seen before, seriously. We now have not just one test, multiple tests where we had none just 60 days ago. And the tests are so good that there's no threat of the contagion being caught by the people who give the tests. And in some cases now, soon to be millions of cases, you give the test to yourself. This is a phenomenal achievement. Phenomenal achievement. And yet, listen to Romney. Romney sitting in his basement, sitting on his ass in his basement, in front of a computer, doing a Joe Biden imitation. Go ahead. And as
3: a result, uh, by March 6th, the U.S. had completed just 2,000 tests, whereas South Korea had conducted more than 140,000 tests. So partially as a result of that, they have 256 deaths, and we have almost 80,000 deaths. I find our testing record, nothing to celebrate whatsoever.
0: Well, let me, let, me, let me tell you something. What you're saying is, again, outrageous. Some of the things that were done had nothing to do with tests. Shoving coronavirus positive patients who just get out of hospitals into nursing homes is a big problem, Mitt. And I notice you don't point that out. New York did it. New Jersey did it. California did it. Illinois did it. Texas did not do it. Florida did not do it. Kentucky did not do it. Excuse me, uh, Georgia did not do it. Tests. There we had tests. And we knew they were positive. And so tests alone are not the reason we had all these deaths. How about the subway system in New York? We've talked about that. And the public transit, the bus system in New York. And the decisions made by the people in New York City by DiCamio and Slow Cuomo. We're gonna have less trains and less buses. And what happened? More and more people creating an even more dense situation on the subway trains and in the buses. This is all out there for Mitt Romney to study. I mean, after all, he's not doing anything else. So it wasn't just about tests. But we ought to celebrate the ingenuity of the American people. The ingenuity of American business. Look how quickly we've done this. I mean, during World War II, can you imagine a senator saying to FDR, I don't know what you're celebrating, American business, assembly lines, industry, the ability to build tanks and aircraft carriers and, and planes and bombs and bullets and rifles and get an army together. You know, at the beginning of this, Franklin Roosevelt, we weren't ready at all. We got attacked at Pearl Harbor. Look what happened at Pearl Harbor. Can you imagine a senator talking like that? Well, this is the equivalent of that in some respects. So what was the purpose of this hearing? There was no purpose other than to bash the president. Never Trumpers and the Democrats and the media. To bash the president. And the same people out of the other side of their mouth, they're going to tell, why can't we unify? Why can't we unite? Here's their problem. The nation has to unite around the president, who's who is who is the leader of the country. What else do you unite behind? A senator? A broadcaster? Unite around the president. World War II, you unite unite around the president. Civil War, in the North, unite around a president. They don't want to unite around this president. They want to destroy him. And they've been working on that for months and years. And Romney's one of them. He's very, very angry that he didn't become secretary of state. And he's very, very angry that he's not president of the United States. He can't believe he's not president and Trump is. He can't believe Trump didn't choose him, the superior brain, you know, of Romney, as secretary of state. Romney is a very little man. And he contributes nothing to the well-being of this nation. Nothing. He threw in in the coup, and now he's throwing in on the attacks in the middle of this virus. It's really unbelievable. Unbelievable. I'll be right back.
1: love in.
0: It's been reported that Americans are overpaying on car insurance by over 21 billion dollars. But searching for a better deal can take hours and typically results in a barrage of unwanted spam calls. Until now, thanks to the zebra.com free you can save up to six hundred and seventy dollars a year using the zebra.com whatever your economic situation the zebra is committed to helping you save how much can you save on car and home insurance go today and start saving at the zebra.com slash levin that's the slash levin spelled t-h-e-z-e-b-r-a.com slash l-e-v-i-n Judge Emmett Solomon is demonstrating himself to be enormously political. However, this, this case winds up with uh, the Department of Justice and, uh, and General Flynn. This is now a case, quite frankly, between the Department of Justice and a federal judge who is now asking for amicus briefs, that is friend of the court briefs, <clears throat> for people to advise him and give him their input. reminds me of the Israeli Supreme Court that has really no standing rules and makes political decisions left and right. Judge Emmett Sullivan is conducting his courtroom way outside the normal bounds of the judiciary, way outside. And it is quite appalling to me. And these judges need to be policed too. Sullivan, early on, basically accused General Flynn of treason. He should have recused himself immediately after he opened his big mouth and spewed out that word. What kind of judge does that? And these federal district judges in the District of Columbia, not all of them, there are some good ones, but unfortunately, there's a lot of really lousy ones, like this Berman, who should never have been involved in any case involving a Trump surrogate, Because she's a never-Trumper. And so when the judiciary goes south, when the judiciary goes sour, there's very little room for appeal. But Sullivan is way, way, way out of line. Way out of line. Just like these media hacks. Now, there is a reporter, I'm trying to find this. Right here. It's a reporter, and I'm not familiar with her, but she's a CBS News reporter. Ji Jiang, if I mispronounce it, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. She's originally uh, born in uh, China, and her family came to the United States. And she's a reporter, and she's very hostile to to this president, very hostile to him. And you've heard her at these various press conferences. Not really trying to elicit information, just trying to create drama. And a lot of these younger reporters are doing exactly the same thing. There's another one, and I'll get to her, Caitlin Collins. She's a CNN reporter. She's 28 years old. She used to work at the Daily Caller about two years, two and a half, three years ago. And she, too, apparently views her role as trashing the president. But she's not a serious reporter, and neither of them know anything, especially Collins. She doesn't know a damn thing. She's 28 years old. Now, they're 28 years old who who know a lot. She's not one of them. And so let's listen to this. The president at the press briefing yesterday, cut 13, go.
1: You said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if every day Americans— right, let's, stop, are... let's
0: stop a second. We're going to start at the beginning, but it's not a game for the president of the United States. He's providing what we call context, how the United States is is responding as opposed to other countries— and the advances we've made, because the reporters won't report it. Let's start over at the top. Please go.
1: you said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if every day Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases? Americans
0: every- are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day, as if it's the president's fault.
3: go well they're losing their lives everywhere in the world and maybe that's a question you should ask china don't ask me ask china that question okay when you ask them that question you may get a very unusual answer yes behind you let's stop
0: right there so he's right about that isn't he americans losing their lives and people all over the world why are you asking me that question why aren't you asking china that question Now, listen to how she twists this, because she's playing to a particular audience, including her own colleagues. Watch how they twist this. Go ahead.
1: Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you. Now, at about
0: that time, as I recall, she pulls her mask down to show that she's uh, Asian-American or Chinese-American. So you'll all see this. Why are you asking me that question? Because you asked him a ridiculous question. This president isn't responsible for this virus and the death that's the consequence of this virus and the mayhem the consequence of this virus. China is. So if you're going to ask him a question of the nature that you asked him and he says, why don't you ask China? What does that have to do with your ethnicity? Absolutely nothing. So why did you pull your mask down? To show the television cameras that you're Asian-American. That has nothing to do with it.
3: Go ahead. Particularly to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody who would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty Please question. Please go
1: ahead. Why does it matter? When- okay.
2: Uh, anybody else? Please. Now what happens
0: ahead. here is Caitlin Collins of CNN, the 28-year-old I told you about comes to defense of one of her colleagues and jumps up and says, you know, I have a question and then says to her colleague, do you want to follow up? Meaning to her own colleague, the president hadn't called on her colleague. Go ahead.
1: I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you pointed to me. I have two questions, Mr. Next, president. Next, next please. But you, did, you called on me.
3: I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on
1: Sorry, I just the young
2: lady to... in the back. Please. I
1: just wanted to let my colleagues okay. finish, but can I ask? Ladies
2: and gentlemen, thank you very much. So Appreciate you have it. two
0: young reporters here, in the case of Collins, with no background in anything, disrupting the press conference, playing games, trying to infer the president is a racist, when he said nothing of the sort and did nothing of the sort to imply that, to even imply that. This is not reporting. This is not journalism. This is not how the American people learn what's going on day by day with a major pandemic. This is a disgrace. These two clowns are a joke. I'll be right back. So I've been watching these riots around the country. I'm absolutely sickened. I'm sure most of you are. You know, John Locke once said, law is not to abolish or restrain, but to preserve and enlarge freedom. Where there's no law, there's no freedom. You want to let rioters burn down your cities? There goes your freedom. You want to get rid of cops? There goes your freedom. You want to elect Joe Biden? There goes your freedom. As you've heard me say many times, I have a liberty agenda. And at Levin TV, which airs on Blaze TV, you can watch this come to life with our conservative pro-American content that reveres our Constitution and champions our individual freedoms. This is what we do each and every day. And there's never been a better time to check us out. Just go to levintv.com, L-E-V-I-N-T-.com, and sign up today for a free 30-day trial. That's right, we're going to give you a full month of Levin TV and all the other great shows on Blaze TV at no cost to you, but only if you subscribe right now at levintv.com.
3: Seven seven three
1: eight one three eight one one. 3811
0: You know, if you haven't tried Super Beets Soft Chews, these soft chews, you're really missing out. They are, number one, delicious, and number two, very healthy. Super Beets Soft Chews combine non-GMO beets with a powerful new ingredient, grapeseed extract. Now, the grapeseed extract used in Super Beets Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Better blood pressure means more energy, the way nature intended, without the jittery caffeine or stimulants. This is all natural. And now you can take just two delicious chews a day. You're going to want to take more, just two. But you can take them anytime, anywhere, to get the blood pressure support you need and the energy you want. Do what I did and support your heart health with delicious Super Beats Chews. Get your Super Beats Chews today. Give it a try. And here's where you go. Beats.com L-e-v-i-n-s-b-e-e-t-s.com. com And when you buy two bags, they'll throw in the third for free. That's Levin'sBeats.com Oh yes. Nancy Pelosi has a multi-trillion dollar bill that she wrote I think while she was in the ladies' room, Mr. Producer, but in any event, we don't have ladies' rooms anymore, do we? No. In the unisex LGBTQ, may I say, toilet. And that's exactly where it should be flushed. The problem is it's 1,850 pages. That would even clog a toilet, let alone an economy she's got hundreds of billions for everything and everyone and so forth but follow the science what's interesting to me is these are no nothings they tell you follow the science how about economic science how about the trillions of dollars we're printing man are we going to pay a price for this one day and our kids and grandkids it's going to blow out your pensions it's going to blow out social security it's going to drive up interest rates people aren't going to be able to purchase homes or cars or appliances Massive inflation and you could have deflation, which causes, in addition to massive inflation, the price of products drop through the floor. And you might say, well, that's a great time to buy. No, because people aren't going to produce them. And it is incredibly difficult, sometimes impossible, for societies to bail themselves out of these situations. Nancy Pelosi will be gone. The architects of the demise of America will be gone while America is in the middle of a demise. I want to go back to where I was. I want you to listen to Brian Stelter, who's a real pig. I'm just being honest, or as Joe Biden would say, four letters: P I G, and he's a he's a real pig. He's a punk. He's an idiot. Luck. And uh, here's what he had to say about the president's. Perfectly legitimate response to a hostile reporter who's attempting to turn this into a race issue, where it clearly was not. Go.
4: Well, clearly the president was rattled, rattled enough to walk off because he didn't want to hear the questions. The president
0: K- actually wasn't rattled. He was disgusted with the disrespect and the dishonesty of low IQ buffoons like you. Now, these people all have a thin skin, as you could tell by these two female reporters, and now this this reporter. I'll call him an it because, again, we're not allowed to identify by actual biological genitalia. Go ahead.
4: And and uh, I think what we saw in that exchange with Weezha Zhang is something that has racial overtones. Uh, it is racist to look at an Asian-American White House correspondent and say, ask China.
0: Uh, excuse me, you puke. You are sick. You are demented. The way you twist what this president said. I just played it for you folks. I saw it in real time when it happened. Just appalling how these demagogues get away with this. There's no self policing, let alone policing at all in this industry. Just outrageous. Go ahead. Happening in a vacuum.
4: This is part of a pattern of behavior from the president that goes back many years. So he's he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt. That someone might have if for the first time ever in their life they made a comment like that to a reporter. But the president has been rattled by Weijia Jiang's questions in the past. He has treated her and other female reporters differently in the past. And he's also had this pattern of reacting to minority journalists in a very specific and different way, Wolf. For example, a few years ago, President Trump said to April Ryan, a black correspondent, uh, to follow up with the uh, Congressional Black Caucus because he kind of just assumed they were friends. And here today saying to a chinese-born journalist ask china now of course he says he was directly ah, shut with- up
0: you idiot you're spinning and whining and going on and on trying to turn this man into something he is not just incredible what goes on at jeff motherzucker's network and you know i, I want to remind you, at&t owns cnn mark what can we do about this well do you use at&t Comcast owns NBC and MSNBC. There's things you can do. These are are Goliath of corporations, but they buy these these cost losers uh, for immunity and protection. Brian Stelter will never do a hostile story on AT&T any more than uh, Andrew Mitchell will do a hostile story on Comcast. As they're ripping us off, Comcast, I tell you, I love the workers who, who are at Comcast. Every one of them's friendly, but what a poorly run company. It is a disaster. And AT&T, same thing. No wonder their news outlets suck. And this, again, is the problem. You have reporters who have no knowledge about science, no knowledge about medicine. These are political reporters. They call them White House correspondents who are spewing their politics Have no interest in really getting, and and they, this got you again. Mr. President, uh, how come all of you keep getting tests, but the average American can't get a test? Mr. President, how come you're not wearing a mask? Now, tell me, do any of these questions, are they even intended to elicit information that's useful to you? Do you want to know why the president and his people keep getting tested, reporters, really? He's the president. He is the executive branch. He's the commander-in-chief. He's more important in his role than I am, than you are, and so forth and so on. I don't mean that he's, he's, uh, he's not equal to us as human beings. I'm talking about his role as president of the United States. Barack Obama would never be asked this, why don't you wear a mask? And he should. But why doesn't he wear a mask? Why do the people around him not wear masks? It's the same media. The same media that not only supported but participated, aided, embedded—what took place to with General Flynn, the other surrogates uh, in the Trump campaign, and Trump officials—they have absolutely no problem with tyranny and totalitarianism in the cause of their their Democrat Party, none whatsoever. Nancy Pelosi just announced today that she's a fascist. Now I've been calling her that for a long time. I didn't call her Eva Braun. I didn't do any of that. You know, the way they call Trump Hitler. But her instincts are fascistic. We have a house of representatives, not the house of a representative. And somehow these people are able to travel from all corners of the country and come and meet in order to vote for a bill that Nancy Pelosi wrote on the toilet. That's what I hear. I don't know. On the toilet. 1,850 pages. It affects your life. The life of your children and grandchildren, the kind of economy we're gonna have for generations to come. And the only thing we know about it are these 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 general platitudes Oh, what's the Heroes Bill, Mr. Bill? The Heroes Act! Oh, then I gotta vote for that. It's the Heroes Act. By all means. Is she called on the carpet by congressional reporters for her fascism? Not in the least. Is she called on the carpet? For writing a bill herself, or maybe with a few lieutenants, not in the least. Is her obvious effort to ram this stuff through, to bypass the representative part of the House, and to keep the American people blind and deaf and dumb to what's taking place? Is she called on the carpet for any of that? No, of course not. It's the HEROES Act. So if you support HEROES, you'll vote for it. If you don't support HEROES, you'll vote against it. $3 $3 trillion. In my wildest imagination, I never thought she'd come up with this. Why not $300 trillion while you're at it? $3 trillion? You know, I think the science says that she's a nut, Mr. Producer. No, I don't know. We need to get some public health officials to tell us. What's Romney think about this? Everybody's waiting for Romney to find out. I don't know. He hasn't said a word. He's attacking Trump. He had not said a thing about the about what Pelosi's doing and you won't find a single criticism not one from any of the Brian Stelters Wolf Blitzers Caitlin Collins I believe that's her right name any of these people of Nancy Pelosi. Bled- never never I'll be right back Much
1: love, in.
0: Do you know what we do at Levin TV on the Blaze TV Network? Well, we give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else. Oh, it rhymes. You know what we do at Levin TV, on the Blaze TV network? Man, oh, Manischewitz, you don't know what you're missing if you're not watching it. We give you intelligent content you won't see anywhere else. I don't have anybody telling me what to do, or what I can't do. I let my hair down, Mr. Producer, did you know that? And then I lost it. We've done deep dives on the genius of federalism. We've done deep dives on what happened to the nursing homes in and around New York, thanks to Slow Cuomo. We talk at length about out-of-control spending. We talk at length about the violations of our Bill of Rights. We specify what governors we're talking about. We'll go overseas. We'll take a look at what's going on in Israel, Europe, China. We've spent a lot of time over the years on China. And if you don't get Levin TV, you've missed it all. History and current actions have shown us that these so-called progressives, statists, will use any crisis to further their big government agenda. And that includes, in fact, it especially underscores the media. Small businesses continue to be hurt while the left holds them hostage in order to gain more power over each and every American There's nothing more important in these times than the facts, and that's exactly what I do on Levin TV. And smart people like you who listen to this program, you deserve smart programming. But remember, we can only continue to produce this type of programming if you continue to participate. So I want to talk to those of you who can. Those of you who can, not I totally understand. These are tough times. But those of you who are curious about checking in and doing it, You need to do it this week because our special $30 off ends on Friday. $30 off? Yes. The annual subscription is $99. Until Friday, it is $69. And uh, we've made it easier. For those of you who've been thinking about it, you're on the fence. Just go to LevinTV.com, L-E-V-I-N-TV.com, promo code LEVIN. I've never left you astray. We work very hard on this program. That's just over $5 a month for the most amazing shows and programming available. And there are many programs, great programs. My buddy Glenn Beck, my buddy Stephen Crowder, and many more. Andrew Wilkow, Phil Robertson. Can't remember everybody, but they're good. That's LevinTV.com, promo code Levin. LevinTV.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N. I think I covered it there. Yes, so these reporters, many of them are very young, and they're influenced by the likes of uh, Acosta and others. But they're in there for the purpose of disrupting the press conference. And they know they're going to get support from their colleagues. Rather than a seasoned journalist pulling them aside and saying, hey, look, this isn't really the way you're supposed to do things here. You can be aggressive, you can be tough, but you need to respect the office even if you don't respect the man, even if you're a left-wing kook. You need to show the American people that you respect the office and you respect them. So trying to create and trigger an issue of a race where none exists and then running to the defense of that reporter and disrupting the press conference so the president has to walk away. That's not appropriate. That's not how we journalists conduct ourselves. Now, we know, Caitlin, that you're 28 years old. You've got a ways to go. But you have a big job. You're a White House correspondent, so you need to show a little bit more maturity, you know, like maybe you're 30 or 31. And uh, they have this this other lady. What is her name? Al Cinder, can't remember her first name. Out of uh, National Pubic Radio, NPR. She's busy throwing mud balls and political hand grenades left and right. And I'm convinced now what happens is it's a gabal. They, they coordinate in advance. One promises to advance the career and the cause of the other. The president is the enemy. The American people are irrelevant. Gathering the news, irrelevant. Loaded with gotcha questions. And their own hypocrisy and contradictions are of no relevance you're not doing enough testing. How come you get all these tests? What kind of a question is that? What do they think? What do they think? What do they want the president, not the function? They want his administration, his immediate White House, an executive office building, not the function? How absurd is that? Did you know that media organizations are requesting subsidies from the federal government? Did you know this, Mr. Producer? Did you see that? Because more and more, they're one and the same folks. It's amazing how they call Fox state TV. Fox is not state TV. State TV is the media that embraces a big, powerful, centralized government, any media that's filled with Democrat activists pretending to be professional journalists. That's state TV. That's what I wrote about in on Freedom of the Press. If you listen to the media, you can't tell the difference between the media and the Democrats. You simply can't. You can't tell the difference between Nancy Pelosi and Brian Stelter. And it was even worse, what was said about the president of the United States. Even worse, they always attack him. You know, uh, your uh, mental ability, his mental ability is very, very poor, you know his mental ability. The president just can't seem to handle the job, you know. He can't handle the job. Look how he, look how he, he stormed out. He didn't storm out. He blew them off and walked away. Just say this is pointless. And of course it was pointless. Well, let's see. Let's take a little let's get a little taste of this, Mr. Producer. Let's see. I think it's cut what is it? 17. We have so many cuts here. It's, no, cut fifteen. Uh, let's actually let's do let's go with uh, no, actually let's do Rachel Maddow. You can By the way, not only can't you tell the difference between the Democrats and the media, you can't tell the difference between the news people and the opinion people. All right, let's go. Cut seventeen.
4: It's a weird. This is an uncomfortable truth about how we produce this show. Now it is a weird time to be in the news business, where you really reliably cannot play any tape from the sitting president of the United States without also bookending it with, you know, caveats and corrections and clarifications. First
0: of all, she's not a news person. She's a left-wing hack. She chased this Russia conspiracy right off the edge of the earth. She's not a news person. And corrections, they must be confusing the president with Chuck Todd and Scott Pelley and the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN and all the rest of them that are lying and spinning and and omitting each and every day. I'll be right back.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.
0: 877 381 So, how long ago did Chuck Todd go on the air and apologize, uh, kind of apologize, Mr. Producer? An hour or so ago? Well, let's hear what you think of this apology, this putative apology. Cut 21, go.
5: During the program, we had a soundbite from a CBS News interview with the Attorney General, Bill Barr. In the bite that we aired and commented on, Mr. Barr was asked how he thinks the history of his decision to end the prosecution of the former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn will be written. Mr. Barr answered, quote, history is written by the winner, so it largely depends on who's writing the history. In the full version of the interview and transcript, he went on to say, but I think a fair history would say that it was a good decision because it held, upheld the rule of law. Now, we did not edit that out. That was not our edit. We didn't include it because we only saw the shorter of two clips.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean you only saw the shorter of two clips? The full clip was out there. That's how everybody knew what a screw-up you are and were. So that's a duck. Go ahead.
5: We should have looked at both and checked for a full transcript.
0: Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And you should know by now, you reprobates can't trust each other. Because you're not really news organizations. But that Catherine Heritage clip was out there. The full interview was out there. I know I watched it. And to say, well, you know, CBS cut it off. That's what they gave us and so forth. Okay. Then CBS lied and cheated too. But that doesn't give you an excuse. You took a shortcut, and you liked what the shortcut showed you, and that's all you did. But this shows you the kind of so-called reporting and research these people do. Go ahead.
5: A mistake that I wish we hadn't made, and one that I wish I hadn't made. The second part of the Attorney General's answer would have put it in the proper context. And had I seen that part of the interview, I would not have framed the conversation.
0: All you had to do, Chuck, is look. It was out there for the whole world to see. But you didn't look. Is that it, Mr. Producer? Go ahead.
5: And I obviously am very sorry for that mistake. We strive to do better going forward.
0: No, you don't. You don't strive to do better in the least. You got caught. And that's the problem. We got to catch these guys. It's like catching, you know, Obama and what he's done. Now, uh, yeah, I think it's time to move to this. Joe Biden on Good Morning America today. Honestly, God, folks, what kind of commander-in-chief, man who wants to be president of the United States, keeps hiding out in his basement? He shows no interest in getting out of the basement. None. You know, I always joke about the guy in the basement, the liberal. Some slob sitting in the basement, overweight in his tank top or in his boxer shorts, living in his mother's home. Well, I mean, I'm just saying that Joe Biden is hiding in the basement, not because of anything to do with the coronavirus, because his advisors know he's incapable of actually running for president. He's incapable of speaking in complete sentences. I don't even blame it on him. I read a piece by Quinn Hillier who was very negative. People would dare to say that Joe Biden might have dementia. Well, Quinn is dead wrong. Dead wrong. Unfortunately, I've seen this. Something's not right and not just old age. Old age, as you forget here and there and so at Joe Biden, it is, it is a, a significant f- memory failure, particularly short-term memory failure. And these psychiatrists and psychologists, and you know the Scarboroughs and people in low lives like that, going on to talk about the president's mental capacity or Stelter or out. they would never say anything about Joe Biden, never. But this is something that we, the people, should be concerned about. We, the people, it's our country, and the Democrat Party has nominated somebody who is not qualified by mental capacity, in my humble opinion to be president of the United States. And so now they're talking about Kamala Harris as a potential running mate. Mr. Perdue, who called that one? If, in fact, he does choose her. But it fills all the identity boxes, you see. It's not that she's the best candidate, the sharpest candidate. It fills the identity politics, and that's what the Democrat Party's about. Identity politics. She's definitely not the best person to be his running mate. It doesn't matter. But it will matter in a, in, a, in terms of governance. Because the 25th Amendment may have to be triggered to move him out. I'm very concerned about this. And the way the family and his wife cover this up, of course, they are unsuccessful. And the way the media covers this up, it's always an attack on Trump, 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 Trump. Rarely do we have <clears throat> excuse me, a news day filled with Biden. You have Tara Reed. It was like pulling eye teeth to get the media to even notice this poor lady. And they've kind of blown her off now. Because Nancy Pelosi said she's not answering any more questions. And this isn't the Joe Biden she knows. And they take their marching orders, you know, from Nancy Pelosi and vice versa. Joe Biden was in that January 5th, 2017 meeting with Obama, Brennan, Clapper, Yates, and Comey. The conspiracy meeting, or as I call it, the equivalent of the blue dress, the document that reveals this. And here's how this went, at least initially. Cut 18 with George Stephanopoulos, a Clintonoid, on Good Morning America. Cut 18, go.
4: So what did you know about those moves to investigate uh, Michael Flynn, and was there anything improper done?
3: I know nothing about those moves to investigate Michael Flynn, number one. Number two, this is all about diversion. This is a game this guy plays all the time. The country okay, is... Let's in- wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. This guy is the president, you jackass, number one. Number two, he's, he's not playing the game. He didn't release the documents. We're reading them for ourselves. We're drawing our own conclusions. And they are shocking. Absolutely shocking. Diversion from What? The president has a responsibility to uphold the rule of law. And if the prior administration used the Oval Office and the instrumentalities of the federal government, whether it's the FBI, the CIA, and other agencies, to railroad individuals and try and send them to prison, that's not a diversion, Biden. That's the job of a president and an administration. Go ahead.
3: Economic crisis, a health crisis. We're in real trouble. We have
0: an economic crisis... And a health crisis that the president of the United States is spending 24 hours a day focused on. But for the media trying to undermine him and kneecap him. And but for you hiding in your damn basement. Hiding in your basement. That's how you hope to run for president of the United States. Trashing Trump. The nation might unite around this president, but you don't want the nation to unite around this president. The media do not want it. Romney doesn't want it. For all the talk, they do not want the nation uniting around this president. Because then he, his potential for victory is, is insurmountable. And they don't want that. Go ahead.
3: Stop trying to always divert attention from the real concerns of the American people. The American people are worried with good reason. Now,
0: Joe Biden knows the real concerns of the American people because he's in his basement. He's in his basement. And so he knows the real concerns of the American people. And what is it, Joe? The virus? Well, the president's doing something about it. You're in the basement. The economy, the president's trying to get... Your governor is to open the economy. What are you doing? Nothing. Go ahead. It irresponsibly from the very beginning. He
3: continues to act irresponsibly. He hasn't done his job. This is all about democracy. I have mid- no
0: idea what he's talking about, and neither does he. He hasn't done his job, you see. Looks to me like he's doing a hell of a job. Go ahead
3: attention from the horrible way in which he has acted with what he did. He's not the we don't have coronavirus. Try
0: hard to finish your sentence, would you? Go ahead.
3: We have the devastating impact of it because of his lack of a policy. Oh,
0: hey. B.S., you fool. You absolute fool. Lack of a policy. You looked around lately. You know what the hell's going on? Get out of your damn basement and walk down the street. Why don't you go to a grocery store and see who's, who's carrying the weight? You don't even come out and thank the truckers, the grocery store workers, the cops, the doctors, the nurses. You're in your basement doing God knows what. I'm serious. What the hell? What's his day look like? Go ahead. Action. I do it's want all to press about it.
3: Diversion.
4: I do want to press that you say you didn't know anything about it, but you were reported to be at a January fifth, 2017 meeting, where you and the president were briefed on the FBI's plan to question Michael, Michael Flynn over those uh, conversations he had with the uh, Russian ambassador Kislyak.
3: Now, I thought you asked me whether or not I had anything to do with him being prosecuted. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, I was aware that there was that, there, that they asked for an investigation. But that's all I know about it. And I don't think anything else. Look, think about this.
0: Uh let's see. I'm sorry. I was aware that there was. They that they had asked for an investigation, but that's all I know about it, and I don't think anything else. Well, do you know anything else or not? So that's the game, ropa dope. More dope than ropa. But he's doing ropa dope. Wittingly or unwittingly. Go ahead.
3: Any other president of the United States focusing on this
0: at the moment when... All right, so a- his handlers told him, just say it's diverging. Just say, don't focus on this. You see, Joe can't walk and chew gum at the same time. President of the United States can. He can walk and chew gum at the same time. President of the United States has to deal with multiple issues at one time. It is not aversion. It's not a diversion when the prior administration tried to sabotage the election and after the election, tried to sabotage the incoming administration. That's not a diversion. Now, maybe in Joe Biden's world, it's a diversion, but not in our world. There's nothing diversionary about this. The president of the United States has been full speed ahead, dealing with the coronavirus. He's full speed ahead. He's the one that's been trying to open up the economy and has been talking about it for six weeks. He's been undermined by Fauci and Cuomo and Newsom. He's been undermined by the media Caitlin Collins, genius, not. He's the one who's been pressing, and then they attack him. Uh, We don't understand. Uh, What if one person gets the coronavirus? Doesn't that prove? Shut up, you idiots. But they go on. Cut 19, go.
3: Was the Justice Department right to drop those charges against Michael Flynn? Well, based on a couple thousand, I guess I saw a headline the other yesterday. I guess a couple thousand uh, um, former, uh, or it was a couple hundred? I'm not sure. A whole a lot of former Justice Department people said. Uh,
0: the, Remember the, uh, when Jim Comey said, or tweeted out that you Justice people need to stand up to this and resist this? That was Comey calling to all of his comrades to do exactly what they did. So what? There are tens of thousands of former Justice Department employees, may even be a hundred thousand. So what? So, and notice Biden embraces it immediately because it, why? Because it's a strategy. This is what they do. It's a non-issue. Who cares how many people signed a letter? What does it have to do with justice? Go ahead.
3: The attorney general should step down. I have been absolutely stunned by the way in which he has not conducted the office properly. But look, I, I, I don't know the detail of where we are right now. My point is, a simple oh, my
0: way. God, I don't know the detail where we are right now. The point of where we are right now. I don't remember what was in the meeting here. Uh, this is all diversion. Whew. He's not even doing well in the basement, is he, Mr. Producer? They have him in the basement. He's still screwing up. Maybe it's time to move him into the kitchen. I'll be right back.
1: Mark in.
0: AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. Takes the cake. one, go.
4: On these allegations from Tara Reid, I know you've denied them, but you've also said that women should be believed. So, what do you say to Americans who believe Tara Reid and won't vote for you because of it?
3: Well, that's their right. Look, here, look. I think women should be believed. They should have an opportunity to have their case and state it f- just forthrightly what their case is. Then it's the responsibility of responsible journalists like you and everyone else to go out and investigate those. the end of the day, the truth is the truth. That's what should prevail. And The truth is this never happened. This never happened. Yes, I assure you. That's the
0: truth. Ah, Okay. Case closed. Just like his son was investigated on Ukraine over and over, we're told. I know, I heard Anderson Cooper said, case closed. They didn't close any cases on Donald Trump, did they? I mean, folks, Joe Biden's accused of rape, of molesting his staffer in her 20s in a corner of the Capitol building. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I know the media are very tepid. They'll ask a couple of questions, they'll say, it didn't have, oh, okay. Pelosi says, I'm not answering that anymore. I know, it didn't have, oh, okay. Or in the case of Kavanaugh, they actually concocted allegations against the man. They went to his high school yearbook, which showed nothing. They listened to this, this Blasey Ford, who was full of it, as was her lawyer, they didn't have any problem with any of that. Or coming up with Anita Hill at the last second. And by the way, who was behind that? Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden should be treated like Clarence Thomas, except one difference. He should fail in getting the office that he wants. For this and many other reasons. I'll be right back.
1: Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877 381 3811.
0: You know, we are breaking news left and right, so sometimes I got to move. You know, you got to be flexible. You got to. And that's me, cat like moves, Mr. Producer. Anyway, um, so this judge, Emmett Sullivan, does something that's truly outrageous. He's inviting friend of the court briefs from basically anybody. Who wants to comment on what the Department of Justice has proposed? That is the dropping altogether of the case against Flynn. So General Flynn's lawyers have responded. On May 11, 2020, a group referring to itself as Watergate prosecutors submitted to the court by email, a notice of intent to file motion for leave to file an amicus curiae, friend of the court brief, But this court has consistently on 24 previous occasions summarily refused to permit any third party to inject themselves or their views into this case. It's a criminal case, ladies and gentlemen. Who cares what anybody else thinks about this? So basically, these fools are going to write op-eds from leftists and uh, make them look like briefs. The proposed amicus brief has no place in this court. No rule allows the filing, and the self-proclaimed collection of so-called Watergate prosecutors, has no cognizable special interest. Separation of powers forecloses their appearance here. Only the Department of Justice and the defense can be heard. Accordingly, the Watergate prosecutor's attempted filing itself should not be registered on the docket, and any attempt by the group or any individual to make a filing in this case must be denied, as all others have been. I hope the appellate court's listening in Washington. The third party proponents to file its uninvited notice of intent and file pursuant to uh, whatever, which allows interested parties who are not parties or subpoenaed witnesses to apply for relief relating to criminal proceedings. But the rule nowhere suggests that relief may include filing an amicus brief by anyone who disagrees with the parties. To the contrary, in this court, such briefs are contemplated only on the civil side of the docket, ...which governs motions for leave to file amicus briefs. Again, this is a criminal case, as I just pointed out. You don't have amicus briefs. Under the canon of statutory construction... ...the uh, express mention of amicus briefs on the civil side... ...must be understood to exclude them on the criminal side. Now, separation of powers. It is no accident that amicus briefs, friend of the court briefs... ...are excluded in criminal cases... A criminal case is a dispute between the United States and a criminal defendant. There's no place for third parties to meddle in the dispute and certainly not to usurp the role of the government's counsel. For the court to allow another to stand in the place of the government will be a violation of the separation of powers. Absolutely right. This strong brief, but the judge is apparently quite dense. Let's see here. This is a case of extraordinary national and international interests. There are countless people, including former prosecutors, on both sides of the parties who would uh, like to express their views. But there are many reasons there is no provision for outsiders to join a criminal case in this court. Of course, the former prosecutors are all free to submit opinion pieces to asserted media outlets, and it goes on. This judge is a disgrace. I don't even think he's that bright, apparently. This is a criminal case, ladies and gentlemen. And the prosecutor, the federal government, has decided to drop the case. We don't need other people's opinions. What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. So this judge is playing politics. This judge, Emmett Sullivan, he's a disgrace. I said you're a disgrace, judge. I don't give a damn if you're wearing robes or not. The hell do you think you're doing? appalling you want to be a political hack take the damn robes off and step down i'm sick and tired of these judicial tyrants which is exactly what this judge is like the other one berman the hell do these people think they are they walk into a courtroom yes your honor oh your honor your honor for decades he's called your honor like that jerk in texas Who threw that salon operator in prison? Unbelievable. He's seeking friend of the court briefs or allowing them in a criminal case? Can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen? Can you imagine what this does? This completely changes the American uh, uh, judicial system. It's so out of bounds. Well, you know, it was done in 1903. I don't care. I don't care. Now we have this courageous man, Grinnell, Ambassador Grinnell, who is the acting director of national intelligence, because we're waiting for Ratcliffe's confirmation. And he sees the unmasking of General Flynn. General Flynn is a victim. He sees the unmasking, the targeting of this guy. And the leaks, that's a felony, to the Washington Post. And he takes these documents over to the Department of Justice, which apparently involves the unmasking. And I would really encourage the Attorney General, who's under attack for anything he does, and always will be, to please release the names. The American people need to know what took place here. And you're such an honorable man, I think you will. It could be that it's part of U.S. Attorney Durham's investigation, what I hear, and therefore they want to withhold it for a period of time. I don't see why, though. I really don't. Unless it has a a, a a direct material uh, role uh, in, uh, in a prosecution. But if it doesn't, they might as well release it so the public knows exactly what's going on here. And, you know, for the longest time, folks, I told you that Obama was behind all this. doesn't mean he was the one directing every single move, but he was the one behind it. We're going to have a special Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday. We're going to go through this in detail. And you'll remember that fateful day. After the uh, broadcast on March 2nd, 2017, on March 5th, 2017, on Sunday's Fox and Friends, when Pete Hegseth and others asked me to please come on and discuss what I discussed on the radio. And you'll remember that day. I came under vicious attack after the radio show, and then that Sunday, all hell broke loose when I laid out the exhibits that I had, the exhibits, the leaks to the media, the media aiding and abetting the Obama administration. And the sabotage of a campaign. And the sabotage of a president. Which is exactly what they're doing now, by the way. We're going to expand on this, and I hope you'll watch us. Obviously, I haven't done the show yet, but I've got a lot in mind, and I'm ready to roll, baby. Oh, yeah. Since we first figured this out, I mean, boy, because we actually pulled together the public articles... A lot has transpired since then, hasn't it? All right, Mr. Producer, we haven't had a call today, and uh, I'll let you pick the caller. Who would be the best? Do we have a hostile—by the way, liberals, socialists, Marxists, reprobates of all kinds, you're always welcome to call the program. And just as you like to butt in the front of the line at the grocery store at a restaurant, uh, we bring you to the front of the line. That's how excited we are to talk to you. Who do you recommend, Rich? XM Satellite, Costa Mesa, California. Matthew, go.
1: Hello, Mark. First of all, can I express my appreciation for your voice? I appreciate your conservative values and that you have a spine, which I seem to find nowhere else in the media except for in the conservative talk radio. Thank you, sir.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: Go right right ahead. All right, two things. Uh, You know, I used to watch Fox. News Sunday. I've given up on it. It seems like Chris Wallace is just as big as liberal as anyone else. He never asked a question of integrity. It seems it's just basically appealing uh, the media and liberal bias. And if you have any thoughts on that. No, obviously,
0: I can't talk about Fox and Chris. uh, What is Uh, Chris Wallace?
1: Right. Very disappointing. The other thing that I was thinking about— and I mean, I'd like to,
0: but I can't. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Okay. All right. Is this. It seems like the reporters that are out in this field, it's like finding anybody that has any amount of integrity is extremely— Well, like
0: this, Caitlin Collins. She's got no background, no substance. She doesn't bring in any particularly— uh, interesting or thoughtful or any experience to the table. And she's a White House correspondent. She's 28 years old. She acts like she's 14 years old. She's in there to, uh, to really undermine the president. She's part of a team effort. There's a whole group of them, and not just women. There's men, too, and, and so forth. And, and there's really no senior or veteran journalist who's good enough, who who's, uh, has enough integrity to pull these people aside at their newsrooms and say, hey, this isn't the way you do news. In fact, this is the way you shut down news. This isn't what we are. You want to do opinion, do opinion. But we're trying to do news here. Let me tell you how that works. It doesn't happen anymore.
1: I, I agree. Now, this is my question to you. We, as, as as good citizens who are informed and educated, what do you think about us just taking it actually to the media itself? When they come out, I live in the, uh, like I said, Costa Mesa area, in Huntington Beach. We've had those people you know, I'm running
0: out of time. What's your question?
1: Governor Newsom, what about us just approaching the news media ourselves with good integrity questions and saying, why aren't you reporting the truth?
0: I have no problem with that. Go for it.
1: I think we no. need to be doing.
0: All right, my friend. Not a bad idea. I'll be right back. Much Ben. All right, let's see here. Let us take it. We've had callers wait over two hours. I apologize to you. I mean, I'm, I'm so focused on what I'm doing. I don't see that, you know. So uh, anyway, let's see. Mr. Reducer, oh, there it comes. Finally, sorry. Let us go to uh, J, Lake Forest, California. 870, the answer, the great KRLA, where we are live and national. Go.
2: Hey, Mark, you're a national treasurer. Thanks for taking my call. Long Thank you, term sir. Listener. Are
0: you, city are city you city. originally from Illinois or Minnesota?
2: No, sir. I am originally from New York City.
0: Oh, I was close. Not really. All right, I was trying <laughs> to pick up your accent. All right, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: That's okay. I, uh, my family left New York when I was 15. Okay, so here's, this is my comment. Yes. The situation that 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 we're in eerily reminds me, especially with this notion of essential and non-essential personnel. There is a old Twilight Zone episode called "The Obsolete Man," the second season of the show, starring Burgess Meredith and Fritz Weaver, that eerily depicts a totalitarian, statist uh, state, and Burgess Meredith. Uh, A librarian is put on trial, and it is a tremendous episode. And Mm. I hope we do not end up eventually. But it seems that if we continue on this
0: path... Listen, this is a great point you raise, and let's be honest. Some of these governors are being tyrannical, at least a soft tyranny, and they're getting used to it, and they're liking it. Some of these mayors, like in L.A., saying into September... I don't know where they get this power from. It is frightening to me, absolutely frightening to me. And to have a man here in Fauci who's been wrong so much about so many things, whether it's models, whether it's early on, whether it's masks, whatever it is, he's been wrong often. <clears throat> and then, then we make excuses because the guy can never be wrong, even when he is wrong. And then they tell us to follow him is what they mean, not the science. Uh, this this kind of uh, soft house arrest stuff or soft martial law, it's getting old. It's getting very old. And the more data we have, and we really follow the science, is that the elderly need to be extremely careful. People with, uh, with other underlying illnesses need to be extremely careful. Everybody else is in pretty good shape. That's the truth. That's the science. That's the data. And I don't need a model to tell me that. All right, my friend, I appreciate your call. Excellent. I, and it is. It's frightening. How many people have uh, just bought into this? Kevin, Santa Monica, California. Also, 870, the answer, the great KRLA. Go. Oh,
1: yeah, hi, Mark.
0: Yellow, Uh, yellow,
1: yellow. Mark, thanks very much for doing what you do. Uh, Gives us uh, hope here. Somebody's out there like you battling for us. But uh, I was just calling about this guy, Chuck Todd. We have a guy out here uh, in California that uh, is a colleague uh, on – of yours and the other guys on the network uh who has this guy chuck todd on his show every, once a week he never ever once. i would mention him by name but i don't out of respect for you i won't do that
0: well i don't I know who I'm... that is but i have a new pumper uh, sticky you want to hear what it is yeah chuck todd before he chucks you all right thank you my friend We salute all you heroes out there. You know who you are from military, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, doctors and nurses and technicians, truck drivers, people who work at grocery stores and everyone in between. God bless you. Thank you. Follow the real science. See you tomorrow.
1: From the Westwood One Podcast Network.